welcome to the God's Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kelly. In this podcast, we talk with interesting people who understand that true justice arises out of personal transformation and that broken souls and communities experience transformation through redemptive personal relationships with God's people. We hope these conversations help you understand how you can join God in His revolutionary work of restoring justice to our broken world. In this episode, we're talking with Tina Williford, who leads a sex trafficking rescue ministry that offers friendship and resources to women and children on the streets of Northwest Metro Atlanta. Tina shares a touching story about how God moved her, a stay-at-home mom with no special training, into a restoration ministry that gives people who are oppressed by sex trafficking the opportunity to experience God's transforming power and to take hold of the new lives he has prepared for them to live. I sat down with Tina in the strip mall storefront that is home to their wonderful ministry, The Table on Delk. We're here at The Table on Delk in Marietta, and uh, Tina Williford is with me. Tina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Mark. Appreciate you taking the time and um, giving me this opportunity to voice what's going on here on Delk Road and how if people feel stirred by it, they can get involved and, and help in the problem. So mm-hmm. thank you. Well, explain a little bit to us about the ministry and the problem in the area that makes it necessary. Sure, yes. So the table on Delk serves women and children who are either at risk or currently involved in sexual exploitation out of the motels on Delk Road right at the intersection of 75. So it's in Cobb County, um, fairly local to a lot of us in this area. We serve the women and children by offering them a free meal, a safe place to hang out, and then connections to resources that they might not know about. Mm why the table is needed um, is unfortunately folks have fallen on either women or children have fallen on hard times they uh, have a fragile budget that a life event could have upset and they found themselves they find themselves in a position where they don't feel they have a choice as a means of survival other than to sell their body or use use their body for survival their kids need to eat um, they themselves need to put a roof over their head or because of the situation they found themselves in they become addicted to um, an illegal substance and they need a way to support that habit so what we do is we come in and we say hey we're here be a friend help you along your way let you know that you actually do have choices you may feel hopeless at this point but choices do exist let's come let us come and show you what's available How did God get you involved in this? Well, that started actually back in 2005, so quite a few years ago. It it actually started on a short-term mission trip to Guatemala. Uh, At that time, we took our, Scott and I have four children, and we took our two oldest kids down there um, to do the standard short-term mission trip stuff vacation Bible school, feeding programs, shoe distribution. But on the last day of the trip down there, the missionary every Friday went into the red light district of Guatemala City. He opened up a couple of garage doors and fed the drug addicts and the women who were engaging in prostitution, fed them breakfast and offered them a sermon. So we, being a part of the short-term mission trip, were charged with going out and inviting those folks into the breakfast. So... 
I didn't speak any Spanish, and that was my first uh, encounter with, with folks who were forced to live in those kind of circumstances. So my personality was that it, it did break my heart, but I really got mad because this was wrong, that the women felt like this is all they were good for, that they were being forced or felt like they didn't have a choice other than to engage in this type of lifestyle. So again, that was in 2005. Um, my oldest, our oldest two kids were 11 and 13 at that time, and I really, I didn't speak Spanish at all, and really felt the call from the Lord to be a stay-at-home mom at that point in my life. I, I did have a, a college, I do have a college degree, and I did spend five years in corporate America, but at that point in my life, I felt like I was, my job was to be a stay-at-home mom. So I suppressed those feelings of anger, if you will, um, continued to go back to Guatemala and continue to serve in that ministry, but wasn't ever able to connect with anything here locally. So in 2011, learned of an organization which is now out of darkness, the anti-trafficking ministry of Atlanta Dream Center, and they were getting ready to do an awareness event. So learned about it in our church bulletin and decided, hey, Six years later, my kids are older. I think I may have some time that I can go check this out here locally. So did go to that event, got involved with Out of Darkness, um, and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Started off doing the the street outreach on Fulton Industrial Boulevard. They call that Princess Night. Uh, Volunteered in the safe house where women would go when they made the brave decision to leave life on the streets. Have been rescue trained, did jail ministry, and it was actually through the jail is where we learned of specific needs on Delk Road. So it started off in 2005 in Guatemala. Then in 2011, it was Fulton Industrial. And in 2013, it became Cobb County, where I live. And I, there were no barriers at that point, if you will. I, I spoke the language. It was local, and I had the time to do it. So we learned in Cobb County Jail while visiting some ladies there that there was a problem here on Delk Road and it actually equaled the problem on Fulton Industrial Boulevard. Mm. So I went back to Out of Darkness Leadership and said, hey, can we do a Princess Night street outreach on Delk Road? The leadership thought it was a great idea, but they did not have the resources at the time to do it. So he suggested that I pray about doing it. Well, I didn't want to. I, I liked what I was doing. I liked serving in the jail. It was There was a degree of comfortableness, and so I resisted for a bit. To give you the, the fuller picture, this all kind of came about in August or September of 2016. We Scott and I started to pray about what, what if anything, was our role in helping these women and children on Delk Road And it became very clear through a lot of different circumstances, all um, orchestrated by the Lord, that we were, in fact, called to do something here on Delk Road. He allowed, God allowed us to become our, we got our 501c3 and our Georgia registered nonprofit status in three weeks. So for any of the folks who are out there listening that have had anything to do with government or anything like that as far as getting things pushed through, that's unheard of. That's unheard of to have all that happen within a three-week period. So in addition to allowing us to get our nonprofit status, God provided also a place for us to host the table, which is not in our current location. It was actually up the street another uh, half mile or so. And he also, God also provided us favor with the local merchants, the gas station attendants, the 
housekeeping staff, the motel management, and even the, the traffickers and the ladies on Delk Road. So we opened, if you will, for um, opened our doors in January of 2017. So it's been right at a couple of years that we have been on Delk Road serving the women and children. We stayed in our current space that we were using, which was just a shared church space, if you will. We stayed there for five months, and then we realized from the folks that we were serving, they wanted to see us more. They wanted more access to more resources. So we prayed about moving, and the Lord opened up our current space, which is just a quarter of a mile from the motels, the folks that we serve. So it's an easy walk. Most of our folks don't have transportation. The space is much bigger and better, and we have access to it 24-7. So we're really thrilled with that opportunity. Since the since we moved in here, July of 2018, no, July of 2017, we what started with just one daytime outreach on Saturdays has now grown into ministry five days a week. So we are doing two daytime outreaches, and we're partnering with three other ministries in offering Bible studies to both men women and young girls and we're also offering celebrate recovery here so we're excited about what the lord has allowed us to do just to meet the needs of the folks here on delk road and that he continues to provide for us to do that whether it's through financially or through through people who come and serve with us i know that when uh, we were both involved in the out of darkness ministry before we'd see just a tremendous difference it made in the lives of people just to know that someone cared. Right. Uh, women would come, they'd make a connection, and then they'd disappear. But when they when they felt the need again, they knew who to come back to because right. they knew who cared about them, they knew who had shown love toward them. Right. Uh, I know that through the course of this that, that y'all have been able to establish redemptive relationships with a number of people. There was one of them in particular that I'm going to ask you to share about. Tell us a little bit about uh, about Caroline and her story. Sure. Uh, I first met Caroline through the jail ministry in Cobb County Jail. She and I had the, the pleasure of meeting back in, she was one of the first girls I ever mentored through the jail ministry, so it was back in 2013. I walked with Caroline through the different um, incarceration periods that she had and even through restorative programs, rehabilitation programs, restorative services, rehabilitation programs that she was a part of. and then. Now, today, she actually serves with us at the table. She is with us three days a week doing, uh, playing a part in the ministry and coming back and serving the folks that um, she's walking a few steps ahead of them right now and as far as the, the restoration process. Really through it all, I think what she would, she has said before is the fact that she felt like someone, in this case God used me, to just be along and, and come along her as a friend, a cheerleader, to, to remind her that she is an overcomer, that she can do things, that she is just one step at a time. And we will all fail, if you will, but we get back up on our feet and we surround ourselves with a healthy community who will encourage us not only in our walk with the Lord, but to, to take this, to become the people that he called us to be. So I think that's what what speaks to me the most with with Caroline it wasn't anything that either I or anyone else who was a part or is a part of her recovery has done any special 
gifts or talents that we may have. It was just the fact that we were there, yeah. that we were present. And like you said, she she knew where to go. Even when she strayed away, she always knew that she could call me, mm-hmm. and, and I, I was there yeah. um, just to, to encourage her. So, yes, that's what the Lord has allowed us to do here on Delk Road as well with a lot of the different folks who, who come and go. We're, we're friends. We're cheerleaders. Uh, we're, we're a community right. with them. So it's, um, it is for you not just a, a program-client kind of relationship. Um, what has the relationship with Caroline meant to you? Oh, golly. Caroline is, she is a dear friend. She really is. And she has been a hope for me that things can change. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of different ladies who who take one step forward and, and four steps back. <laughs> and it can get discouraging mm-hmm. over a while, over, over a period of time. But with Caroline, I see now five years later, what the Lord can actually do with someone who's willing to surrender their lives to him and to just to do the hard work of rebuilding and, and working recovery programs. So for me, she has been, she's been an encouragement, a source of hope. And here recently, it's been amazing. She has been able to serve with me and helping me identify what I'll call my blind spots for folks that I'm letting in, we're becoming better friends. And she's, Caroline's been able to point out, hey, they're actually manipulating you. Mm-hmm. So she's she's got my back, if mm-hmm. you will. And so I love that. We've, we've had that happen quite a few times here in just the last two or three weeks where she's been able to say, you know what, Miss Tina? Here's what's really happening. Because yeah. this, I know. She knows how the game's played. Absolutely. Yeah. So they... While the folks who are here on Delk Road may be able to fool me for a period of time, they are not able to fool Caroline. And she calls them on what they're doing, and then she alerts me, hey, this is what's happening. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, in both homeless populations, uh, women on the street, um, uh, manipulation is a survival skill. Absolutely. And um, uh, people with a soft heart are often easily taken in by that. Correct. And uh, mm-hmm. so when you've got a skilled manipulator, you know, someone with a caring heart, you need a third person standing Absolutely. there who knows knows the games that mm-hmm. get played and mm-hmm. knows how to um, how to clue you in and right. and keep keep moving in the right direction with that with that relationship. Right, yeah. right. Okay. And I have also loved serving with her here at the table because when ladies come in and they are ready to make a life change or they're contemplating change. She can speak directly to them and say, "Look at me. I'm a human be- human being. I was in your shoes. Yeah. This is what can this is what the Lord can do if you give him permission yeah. and you allow yeah. him." So whereas I personally have not walked through a lot of life experiences that our guests have walked through, Caroline certainly has. Yeah. And she says, "Look, nah. Yeah. We're There's cutting an authenticity to what she has to say." Yes, absolutely. Yeah. She speaks with authority. Absolutely. Yeah. And and can impart hope that I could never. I could just speak yeah. That Caroline can actually drill in, yeah. like, no, look at me, yeah. look at me. Yeah. I was either in your shoes or worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I love, I love serving with her. She's, she's a blessing to me for sure. Okay. Well, I can't imagine there's anyone listening to this who isn't aware of the problem of sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just, just been past the Super Bowl and seen all of the the news stories related to the sex trafficking arrests related to that. 
here in Marietta. Yes. Uh, we just had, saw a local ordinance passed um, and applied to one of the hotels in this immediate area yes, sir. where they were uh, uh, are, are being held accountable on a long-term basis mm -hmm. for the fact that they allow, they turn turn their heads the other way and allow um, allow traffickers mm -hmm. to keep women uh, mm -hmm. hostage in the hotel rooms and mm -hmm. uh, and engage in the in the trafficking mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> a person you know so we everyone is aware <laughs> of the of the problem it's not a, not a new hope. problem any you, you, you hope you'd, you'd be surprised I suppose right. we'd be surprised <laughs> but there are great many people are aware of the problem mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks would not know where to begin. Mm -hmm. uh, you began without any real training. Correct. And you didn't go, you don't have a social work degree, That's I'm right. assuming, or anything like no, that. No, sir. No, sir. Um, if somebody is listening to this and they say, you know, the Lord's really speaking to my heart about this, uh, I feel like I need to do something, mm -hmm. um, how do they get started? That's a great question, and you're absolutely right. I have no special training that, other than, again, college degree, five years in corporate America, and 27 years as a stay-at-home mom. Those are my qualifications. <laughs> so if the Lord can use me, he can use anybody uh, who's willing to say yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe not yes to something like the table. Honestly, when I said yes to him, it was standing at the gas station on Delk Road. That's what I said yes to. That I'll stand at the gas station for you, Lord, and I'll talk to ladies there. So I had no idea that that yes was going to evolve into what is the table today. So um, anyway, but... But absolutely, if someone is looking to get involved, they can certainly contact me or go to our website and look. Uh, I do like to refer people to Out of Darkness, though. I, I have a ton of respect for them. They offer quarterly training for people who want to learn more just in general. And then they also offer different places for people to plug in, both men and women. A lot of times organizations that are working in the anti-trafficking space have a lot of need for women, but not so much of a need for men. And Out of Darkness can really plug in men as well. We use men at the table also. We, we need male volunteers. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely open to talk with anybody about their wanting to get involved with the table, but I also think Out of Darkness is a great place to start. They're the bigger umbrella helping people just exposing them to more opportunities out of darkness now has grown from the the princess night street outreach on fulton industrial they've got the safe house ministry they still do jail ministry and now they're doing strip club ministries so that's something else that if people are interested in and men are needed in the, the outreaches that they do even in may even in the jail ministry men are needed for that because uh, what we're finding now is the traffickers are opening up and wanting to, to learn what options are available for them. I remember one example when we were involved with Out of Darkness where uh, the pimp uh, actually was helping this woman get out of the situation when we went to pick her up, mm -hmm. uh, brought her suitcase down to the car for her, and then got in the car himself mm. and said, I want out. Mm. And uh, that threw everybody for a loop mm -hmm. because they didn't really know what to do <laughs> right. with a man. But it's, a, it's an important aspect of this mm -hmm. that... The men, as despicable as what they're doing mm -hmm. is, they're victims themselves. And they're coming out of a background of brokenness and captivity. Mm -hmm. And they need redemption. They need recovery. They need restoration. Right. Uh, every bit as much right. as the women that they're victimizing. Right, right. Yeah. That That's so true. And 
we're learning on Delk Road that the men are also believing lies mm -hmm. from the enemy, mm -hmm. that this is all they're good for, mm -hmm. that this is the best way to make a living, to, to use and abuse and manipulate women or to deal drugs and get whatever it is. So though the table, we feel called to serve just women and children, we absolutely know that there is a need here and throughout Atlanta, like you mentioned, for groups to come alongside the men who are broken and who who need to know the truth that they were made for more. Yeah, that's it. Well, we will have a link on the, in the episode notes for people who can contact you. We'll thank have you. a link for people to contact Out of Darkness. Tina, thank you for your time. So grateful. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We have links to websites for The Table on Delk and Out of Darkness in this segment's episode notes on our website, godsrevolution.net. If you have a heart for issues of kingdom justice, please visit our sister site, multiplyjustice.net, which is a clearinghouse for information about a wide range of justice issues, as well as various types of resources and contact information for trusted partners who can help you do justice in whatever arena God is calling you to serve. The God's Revolution podcast is a production of the Multiply Justice Network.